There's a couple of things we really want you to know before you listen. One. We're both psychologists, but we're not your psychologists. Yeah. If you are looking for a therapist, please check out the notes in our episode descriptions. The other thing is this has... Some salty language. Explicit lyrics. We say the F word. We say things that you probably don't want your kids to hear. The D word. And also maybe things you don't want to hear. The C word. If that's not your bag, put your finger on the scroller and just drag it all the way to the end. (laughs) So we still get credit for you listening all the way through. All right. On on with the show. Check out my melody. Check out my melody. Is it on? It's on. Is this thing on? Is it hot? Hot Hot mic. Hot mic. You're just talking to a banana. Is that what you want to call you? Hot Mike. Hot Mike. Yep. Hot. It's a dude that walks into a public and takes his shirt off. Oh, I like... Wait, I'm trying to use my Irish accent. Yeah, we've been practicing. You've been practicing. Oh, I like to go to the park. The park? No, park is not right. Park. 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 Okay. Would you like to meet me at the park? Now I do. Is it good? That was great. I like to garden. That's hot too. Irish accents are kind of hot. Oh, I'd like you to meet me in the garden. Oh, this is working. We might have to take a quick five minute break. <laughs> Oh for lovemaking. This is all what my life has become. Yeah. <laughs> Working on Irish accent. You sat on the porch for two hours yesterday it practicing Irish hard. accent. It, it is hard. It's like learning another language. You're gaining skills. Speaking of skills, welcome back to Reverse Psychology, the only podcast where we exclusively talk about psychology. <laughs> um, Wh- whom is you? Me is Dr. Diana. Uh-huh. I am a, I'm a uh, licensed psychologist, okay. board-certified behavior analyst, Check. Uh, child well, at one point? I meant child psychologist. Oh, child at heart. By the way, maybe you're going to cut this, cut it out. Probably cut not. Cut it out. Um, Seems like a lot of work. No, for the beginning. Let's. I want to do a new beginning. Okay. Should we do it just now? Should I just free, free riff it? You want this to be dropped into the very beginning? Yeah. Well, we'll let's do it at the very end. Okay, don't forget though. Okay. Because it'd be a nightmare to pull it out and then pretend to start over. It's Let's just... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This way I can leave all this in. Good. A little behind-the-scenes peek. Open the kimono and look what's inside. I know we have an E rating, Mm -hmm. but that only comes up if you listen to it through iTunes. Yeah. One lady asked if our language was clean. Yeah, which made me laugh. And we said, we talk about dirt. (laughs) So, no. Um, We use mud language here. Yeah, so I just wanted to make that explicit up front. Listen up, you fuckers. I'm explicit about our explicit lyrics. So who are you? I'm Dr. Mike. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. Uh, used to only treat adults. Now I'm treating adolescents as well, <laughs> which is very fun. The problems are the same, but the approaches are a little different. Problems are the same. The brain is not developed. But I keep getting older. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The references make even less sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can get really get down on, on a teen's level, you know? the last teen i worked with for their first appointment i pulled out a piece of paper and a pen i go what are you listening to for music you got to make me cool (laughs) and he like he was like um okay and he listened a bunch of stuff that i'm pretty sure he was making it up oh really he's like all right there's robbie two shoes there's (laughs) there's a super rainbow bunny explosion uh pat benatar is pretty big now and i'm like none of this is real i can see why your dad brought you here and dropped you off and left um, Do you want to smoke these cigarettes? Yeah. yeah. Smoke up, Johnny. Smoke them up, Johnny. Ouch. Um, speaking of... I, speaking of the Breakfast Club, 
When I first watched it, and then I realized for a long time after, I thought that the janitor was Brian's dad. I know. We've talked about this before. But not on the air. Okay. Um, yeah, he's not. Who was Brian's dad? We've never seen Brian's dad. It was Bender? No, we've never seen Brian's dad. Probably some like ex- over-expectation. Oh, we see him drop him off. No, it's the mom that drops him off. I want to see that movie of the Saturday when the parents are home with other kids. You said something that made me think about something I just recently heard. Okay, what'd you hear? Um, you said smoke, smoke, talking about cigarettes, and I just learned about today's our 420 episode, by the way. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about the okay. wacky tobacco, jazz grass, the, the purple puncher, yeah, the party cabbage, <laughs> the motion explosion, luby lettuce. <laughs> you just have them right in the can, yeah. Uh, okay, crazy cloves. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I just listened to something that was talking about drugs in movies. Okay. Have you ever wondered about this? Like, what do they use for drugs in movies? Uh, they use. Oh, you know. When for like smoking? Anything. Um, when they're smoking, I think it's an herbal mix that apparently is like really harsh and not pleasant. And then for sh- when they shoot drugs, I think it's actually just heroin. It's not. Oh, it's not. So cigarettes are made of just herbal like herbal things yeah the old tommy kushner <laughs> i wonder if there is a strain of weed called jared kushner but kush is in I'm all sure in caps. There is. it just uh, tastes bad and it's not effective <laughs> it used to be jewish it used to be, <laughs> used to be or i think is still jewish it's jewish when it's convenient yeah uh so for weed okay uh cat- I'm catnip Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smells like weed. Gets your cats all fucked up. For blow, as the kids say. Baby powder? No, because they have to snort it. Baking powder. Nope. It's vitamin B something. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. That's got to hurt. It, what what they do is they like roll, if they're snorting it, they, whatever they roll up, they put Vaseline inside. So it sticks. Oh, like catch it? Yeah. Wow, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So if any of you guys listening are undercover police officers and you don't want to actually sniff the drugs, put a little Vaseline on your dollar bill. There is kids in my Last high schools thing. that would snort Smarties. That seems really painful. Yeah, they're dumb. Like, like um, they're still in high school. Big, long sugar stick or things. pixie sticks. What did you say? They Smarties. Sn- oh, Smarties. They would crush them up? Yeah. That's Why wouldn't they just do the pure form of the sugar? <laughs> because they don't want to get addicted. Um, for heroin? Yeah. Saline. Nope. They don't inject anything. They're trick syringes. Mm. They put them in their vein, but it doesn't, but it, but it, it's a trick syringe. Oh. Huh. Mm. What about beer? <laughs> boof. Also fake? Yeah. They, they boof If it. you really, if you watch any movie really closely, <laughs> you can tell that all the actors are pouring beer directly into their buttholes. It's really, uh like a real movie magic moment no i think for like i mean they do alcohol like it's like um it's like a near beer or it's like apple juice or something yeah. okay what if in a movie they're, sm- they're smoking but it's just the candy like the, the candy smokes There's oh my god those candy were cigarettes? such a controversy when i was younger do you think they now have candy jewels that's a good question yeah well did you get them when you were little yeah you would like I had a two-pack-a-day uh, addiction <laughs> i was obese candy cigarettes yeah. Well, there were two kinds, right? There was like the chalky kind. That... And then there was the unfiltered. And then there was the bubble gum. Yeah. I had the chalky ones. Because those ones... Your you... parents would let you buy those? 
Or they didn't. No, know. I had to give my I had to give money to an eighteen year old who'd go to a store and get. <laughs> no, him. you didn't have to. I got him once, and I don't. Re- I think my grandparents gave him to me. What? Yeah. Um, I got them from the ice cream guy that used to come by my house, and what? he came to your house specifically. Well, you know, in the neighborhood. Okay. And one time, I ran outside. My sister is thirteen years older than me. I was maybe ten. I ran outside. And how old is she? So she was twenty three. Okay. Story checks out. Story checks out. I heard the. Fire, fire truck <laughs> yeah i heard the ice cream truck and i went outside to buy my candy cigs yeah and um my sister came out with me candy and she was like uh i'm gonna go back inside the guy driving the truck is someone i used to date <gasps> was the can was the ice cream man attractive was it good was it good shit was it what, did he give it the good shit i think i mean the good shit or the menthols i don't remember what he looked like i just got yeah my, you were so focused on the ice cream yeah the cigs the cigs yeah Give me those cigs. cigs. Well, your teeth, your, your teeth look good still, despite Thanks. having an addiction to candy cigarettes. <laughs> Thanks. And candy coffee. And candy coffee. Mm. All right. So, and, what and else is coffee? happening in the world? Um, in your world. My personal world. I am currently at work right now. <laughs> so we <laughs> me are. Too. Me too. A little, a little peek behind the curtain again. We are recording in the, the, the middle of a day on a Monday. Yep. And so this is our work from home. Every so often I have to move my mouse. So my boss thinks I'm still treating the population. Yep. Um, it's about to rain out. I ran today. It's been super humid out. And uh, that's all there is to talk about. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I mean, it's what week 927 of yeah. quarantine. Mm-hmm. I am. It's the, t- the 12th week of April. I'm on that COVID-19 diet. Mm-hmm. Gained 19 pounds in 20 weeks of quarantine in your heart and um just looking forward to seeing people again yeah. and doing things we see some people from afar now we're like we'll go get coffee and stand across neighbors. the street see our neighbors we wave we wave at people um we had a stop by yesterday friend sat on the porch yeah six feet away yep um you know just the it's life just life it's just life how it is now i'm waiting for i bought i bought uh, flower seeds on the internet i'm waiting for those to show up so that, I, so that I can do another slow project where you're just watching flowers grow. Cute. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna make a wildflower garden, no questions asked, in our front front yard. You did have a birthday last week. I did have a birthday last week. Happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Did that? That was fun. We did a Zoom party, which was good. Uh-huh. We we got Italian food from a racist Italian man. That was delicious. Um, we, I had a great day with you. You got to. The, uh, oh yeah, you allowed me to smash the walk part of the walkway yeah. with a sledgehammer, and then I got really high on the bloodlust of smashing with a sledgehammer. And then you go, all right, you got to stop now. All right, you got to give some context to this. Our yard is mostly a dirt pit, and there's a yeah. pit, there's a concrete walkway down the middle, which is at the lowest point. Yeah. And in Florida, it rains a lot, and the the moment there's a droplet of rain, there's three inches of standing water on <laughs> our walkway. It's true. And so I've been really dying to smash up the walkway. To at some point then refill our dirt pile with more dirt and then build a new walkway. What's the rule? We need money first. So Mike and I have been practicing saying this. When can you smash up the walkway? When can I smash up the walkway? When What's I, the answer? When we have the money for the walkway. <laughs> when we have the money to put the dirt for the walkway. What? Nope. No. Nope. What do we need money for? For other projects. How much money? Well, we don't have to say that, but... Yeah, you know what? Let's say that. Let's say how Let's much put money it out there. How much money do you think we need in our account, in our in our home account, 
before you can smash up the walkway. Oh, let me pull up our bank account real quick. <laughs> so much money we have really have. I think to smash up the walkway and the, to redo it, we need like $1,000. Oh, I was more on the two thou. Okay. $1,500. So this will take us a while. Okay. All right. So yeah. that's our... A dollar a day. That's our financial health. For the price of a cup of coffee for the next fi- <laughs> 1,500 days, you too can smash up your walkway. All right. So what's up with the reviews? Okay, we have one review and one new thing I'm going to call a crawlback. Okay. <laughs> so the review, MSW2PSYD, Master's Decide. Thank you. MSW, what, is that a master's in social work? Yep. So I listen to your podcast while I commute back and forth from work. Since the world has ended as we know it, yep. I got behind and now I'm finally catching back up. Sweet. Uh, thanks for the last and the knowledge. I am an LCSW getting oh. my PsyD in IO psychology. Wow. You're going to make the big bucks. Yeah, you're going to. Maybe you can fund our walkway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you're all not uh, big uh, IO peeps, but please give a shout out to the frontline clinical workers who use that knowledge to build incredible uh, sustainable programs in behavioral health stay strong as we evolve in our new normal amanda thank you amanda thanks amanda and yes i the the io world doesn't just make a lot of money they also help to structure workplaces and organizations to maximize how well people can work and so and happiness and productivity and happiness and productivity stuff. leadership you know what's really interesting actually so i'm not sure amanda if you went back and listened to the one with dr logan mm-hmm uh, we would love to have him on again, actually, because I think he yeah. has a lot more What's to he say. Doing his life? And he's just a wealth of information. He's really passionate about IO psychology. Um, why? Where was I going with that? I don't know. Oh, I know. I think it'd be really interesting. So there's a field of behavior analysis called OBM, Organizational Behavioral Management. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I'd love to do an episode on how IO and OBM overlap. Oh. Because OBM is basically the behavior analytic side of improving workplace so they use behavior analytic principles to increase same thing increase worker productivity increase safety practices in the um workplace are they the ones that came up with the sign that says days since an accident <laughs> yeah yeah they're the that's ones. them that's oh, them love their work um but actually my old mentor is doing a lot of obm stuff for nasa right now Ooh. yeah so maybe we've not talk space about force that. Space Force is the new branch of the oh, military. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know. She just posts. I don't know. Well, uh, would she want to be on the podcast? I don't know. I can ask her. Yeah. She's pretty, she's a, she's a, she's pretty like serious. I have a lot of questions about space. Yeah. I don't think that that's what she knows about though. Well, we're going to expose that then. Um. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for the Thank review. you, Amanda. And then the crawl back is Eric 111 <laughs> I1111. Whose uh, name Mike evokes from time to time. Yeah, I talk about him a lot. Yeah. No, he sent, Uh. well, he went to great lengths to reach out. First, he created a Facebook profile only to realize that we had an email address. So he emailed us and, and said uh, that we're all good now. He accepts the apology. And uh, he asked for some stickers. So yeah. I'm going to pop some in an envelope this week and mail him out some stickers. Nice. Thank you, Eric. Welcome back to the fold. You are in the Hall of Fame of me talking about you off air. And yeah, exactly. Because you and Mike Ultra will say Dad. something, and I won't laugh. And Mike will say, "I'm going to tell Eric one one one." Yeah, now I know Eric one one feels. Yeah, yeah. I or I say Eric one one would have laughed at that. So thank uh, you, Eric, for thanks. being part of our family. All right, cool. 
Well, um, we've been recording for a little bit. Banter, banter, banter. Banter, banter, banter. Review, gonna, review. Gonna cut out the past 19 minutes. And... And topic. Scene. Welcome back. Oh, should we put in a pause break for an ad? I want to hear you make up an ad on the spot. Improv an ad for, an ad for me. Who are, who are we sponsored by this week? Um, We're sponsored by powder that makes your balls not stick together. Nut dust. Do you have big old hanging Are you nuts? like me? Are you a guy like me who whose balls get stuck together when you're hiking? Well Your balls make this some. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. You came up with the nut dust. I know. I'm sorry I did it. Let's move yeah, on. I'll okay. be better prepared next time for our ad of the thing ad. that doesn't sponsor us. Good. And we're back. And we're back. Welcome what back. What an ad. Oh, thank God. They're bankrolling this production. <laughs> Okay, so the topic of the week is actually going to be a different topic than what I told you was going to be yesterday. What? Because I went back and read what the request was, and I misread what the request was. So We're this, answering a request so fast from a listener. This is what the request was, I think. Okay. So I thought the request was for face blindness, but it wasn't. It was for face dysmorphic disorder. Okay. So I'm going to talk about body dysmorphic disorder. FDD? BDD? Well, this is BDD. Are you down with it? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, I do know about it, and... Are you gonna, were you asking me what I know about it? I well, the, I don't want to know. The, I don't want to say what I know. You go. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I think it is, and I want you to correct me. <laughs> Body dysmorphic disorder. It is a preoccupation or an obsession about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance. So a key thing to think about with this, the flaws of this nature are minor and often can't be seen by other people. So like if you... If you were shot in the face and half of your face is missing and you're preoccupied with that, that wouldn't be a body dysmorphic disorder. Like, right. You, is it real? It's real. You really are missing half of your face. Yeah. But if it's a small thing, like if you have like a pimple on your earlobe and you're like, oh my God, everyone can see this. I look hideous. Like this is it's really like a spotlight onto the things of your body that you don't like. Yes. Or that you perceive differently than yes. maybe other people do. This perception often causes anxiety or mm-hmm. embarrassment or shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, often there's a, a cost to socially. So anxiety socially or avoidance of being social often takes the preoccupation eats up a lot of your day. And also the behaviors to cope with this eat up a lot of your day. Sure. And so it's a lot of time looking in the mirror, like putting on makeup, changing things, like sometimes going to really drastic measures to mm-hmm. correct this. Um, so like, um, like surgery, yeah, so so that's in like the m- much more extreme version. So if you ever watch Botched, mm. you ever watch Botched? Um, no, I, it's heartbreaking. I, I I like that show. I like it for one. I think the doctors are very good. Where I've seen a lot of episodes at least where they will not do the surgery because very clearly someone has a body dysmorphic disorder, mm. and they'll like talk them out of doing surgery, or they'll like be like, you need to go to like therapy first. Mm-hmm. You need to like complete therapy before this. Mm-hmm. And so the ones that I really like are the ones where either. I, I like the ones where like a, this woman had breast cancer and like they're going to give her new boobs or this person was in a car accident right. and they're going to like they're really like aren't they ones. undoing bad plastic surgery then? half the time mm-hmm. half the time they're doing that or they're correcting like and like some sort of problem or injury but oftentimes they are undoing something where it's like um i i got a butt implant in it's a leaking. in a truck stop and it's leaking into my <laughs> knees now and they'll they're like oh my god we need to take this out uh, I yeah I like it um, but yeah so on the on like the mo- the more severe like that would be a cost it'd be people that are like doing surgery they're like trying to correct things 
Which you bring up a good point because often the steps to correct the problem often lead to the problem getting much, much worse. Mm. Oftentimes, like you'll see people who are like very preoccupied with their eyebrows. So they'll keep plucking and plucking and plucking. And then they're Me gone. in the 90s. You in the 90s. And then your eyebrows are gone. And then people will be like, I'm going to tattoo in a little eyebrow mm-hmm. line. And then it gets bigger and bigger until you're fucking Garacho Marx, <laughs> thick eyebrowed. Or Eugene Levy. Or Eugene Levy. Do you think he has body dysmorphia? No, I think he's happy with everything about himself. I'm happy about everything about Eugene Levy. I did take a BuzzFeed quiz a couple days ago. Which Eugene Levy are you? No, that was like, who would you do? The actor or his son? Oh. And it was Eugene Levy and Dan Levy. I do Dan Levy. Who is picking Eugene Levy? Yeah. Who has such a daddy fetish? I know. I mean, he seems like a great guy, but Dan Levy's pretty hot, eh? Seems like he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been... All I, around the block. I just feel like Eugene Levy would just be so like nervous. No, I just feel like he's. I mean, he's like an old man now. Yeah, be, I mean, I guess Eugene Levy back in the day, maybe. Even then, I feel like he's like neurotic. He's like he in um, uh, what's that mermaid movie with Splash? Yeah, Splash. Can that was Daryl Hannah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm thinking of Tom Hanks. Mm. I'm just kidding. Eugene Levy, I think, wasn't probably it. he was in everything in the nineties. I think it was there, the eighties. There was a period in the 80s where you couldn't make a movie unless Eugene Levy was on the call sheet. Or Tom Hanks. Okay. Well, so I picked Dan Levy. I just want everyone to know What that. are some of the other options? What, you mean other, like, father-son? Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks or... Col- not Tom... Um, Tom Hanks or Colin Hanks? Tom. Uh, I mean, I went with Colin. Are we talking about, like, this moment? Like, if they both walked into the house yeah. and they were like, hey, you gotta do one of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, oh. as happens, you know. Well, let's say Colin because Tom has coronavirus. I think he's recovered. Oh, then I'll get that rebound. Um, <laughs> I'll get that rebound bone. Another one was like Will Smith or his son. Not Jaden, but the older son, I think. Oh, Will Smith. Yeah. That his, was... his sons are weird. Um, Another one was, oh, um, Denzel Washington or his son. I don't know what his son looks his like. His son is fucking hot. I'll take that. Yeah. So OJ uh, Simpson or his son. I don't know. What were we talking about? Body dysmorphic. Body dysmorphic disorder. So we were talking about how often the steps to correct the problem make the problem worse. Okay. And so one really common version of body dysmorphic disorder. So again, to kind of go back to what this is, it's it's a preoccupation with some perceived flaw in your appearance. Sometimes this will be on sight. So if you look at yourself in the mirror and you might think like, oh, my nose is crooked or one nostril is a little bit more open than the other one. But this could also be like a, a feeling thing. And so I've seen patients who will they'll feel like certain parts of their hair are too thick like Mm. oh this patch of my hair is like more thick than the other and they'll like keep touching it and feeling it and like feeling that that difference and typically would you say it's things that people don't see like on them so it's like a small thing that the person focuses on that other people wouldn't necessarily see yeah very very often it's what other people can't see at least in the beginning. And yeah. so with the hair example, o- oftentimes this could evolve into trichotillomania, hmm. which is compulsive hair pulling because people will feel, oh, there's this difference where it's not as thick here and it's more thick here. I want to pull this one and trying to even it out until you have a bald patch. And then it is noticeable. Or it might be people where you have a blemish on your face and you're picking at it and picking at it until now it's like really red and bloody and now it is really apparent which actually makes the body dysmorphia even worse. So it's actually under obsessive compulsive and related disorders. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is an anxiety disorder. Right, 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 but more specifically. Right. So that's the largest overlap with any other disorders. It's body dysmorphia disorder and uh, uh, 
other obsessive compulsive related disorders. So what do you got? What are you learning from the book? <clears throat> Appearance preoccupation is not better explained by concerns with body fat or weight in an individual whose symptoms meet diagnostic criteria for an eating disorder. So that's really interesting. Right. So it's, it's a, a rule out. Right. So if you're if you have anorexia and a piece of that is feeling like you're heavier than you actually are, you wouldn't meet criteria for both. You would it would just be easier just to say you have anorexia. There's also um, the uh, qualifiers of with good insight, with poor insight, or with absent delusional beliefs. Mm. The only variant in the previous DSM was delusional and non-delusional. Yeah. And then they actually got, they dropped that because it didn't really predict that much. And there's a whole, like it was, you and I could see the same exact case and we, we would argue over whether or not it was it was delusional. Hmm. So the insight piece is more accurate. So with with insight would be someone that says, yeah, I, I'm really hyper-focused on my left nostril. I know that no one can see it, but I feel like it's really important. Versus with poor insight, it's like, everyone can see this. I look ridiculous. I need to fix this. I need to gauge my nostril. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the whole idea, and this is with every kind of disorder that's listed in the DSM. You did air quotes, by the way. I know, sorry. Is this, is I this don't know how to do auditory audi- auditory quotes. Quote, unquote. Yeah, there you go. Um, is that it has to significantly impair your life in some way, yeah. right? And so, a lot of these people are like, they're dropping big bucks on surgeries, right. they're missing work, right. or they're not taking opportunities because they don't want to be seen right. publicly. Right, exactly, exactly. How, what percentage of the population do you think has this? I would say 1% to 3%. 0.7 to 2.4. Oh, it's pretty close. You're right in there. I feel like there's a lot of, I. the only reason I'm good at that is because there's a mm-hmm. lot of disorders that fall in that, that same category. That is a, yeah, although if you go into an inpatient psych unit, what percentage of those patients do you think would have a body dysmorphic disorder or qualify for one? I don't know, 20%? 13%, mm. which is pretty high. So it, there's a lot of overlap on where this comes from. So there, there's multiple roads to developing a body dysmorphic disorder. And this is not the only reason for things like trichotillomania or... Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no. no. Yeah, but but be clear. It, can, it, it can evolve into that sometimes. So there's a lot of different roads into body dys- dysmorphic disorder. So the largest, the most predictable one is obsessive compulsive disorder so it's like a subset sure of ocd that where makes sense. you're, you're obs- hyper focused yep your obsession is on this one specific or a couple of pieces about your body and then the compulsion is checking or grooming or things mm-hmm. like that where mm-hmm. you're, you're relieving some of that anxiety and the brain pathways are the same as it would be for obsessive compulsive disorder and actually the treatment would be the same mm-hmm. as if it was obsessive compulsive disorder also uh, tends to occur with other anxiety disorders. So 60% of people with body dysmorphic disorder also qualify for at least one other anxiety disorder. Yeah, so, that makes sense. I feel like I have this for your eyebrows. Yeah, you have by proxy. You yeah. have BDD, BP. Yeah, for, just for your ear hair and, and eyebrows. Yeah, there is, speaking of which, so I was looking at the different types of body dysmorphic disorder. Uh, there's, so there's a couple of different like terms or classifications there's one specific one i'm going to talk about at the very end but the common one is just like just body dysmorphic disorder and then like this specific what it is but there's also a term that is sometimes used called reverse body dysmorphic disorder which is i i don't agree with the term it feels kind of judgy and shameful it's basically when you think you're more attractive than you actually are and you compensate for that i mean whatever that's just 
so confidence. That, that's me being a little exaggerating. So this might be someone who is... But does it impair your life? I mean, is it getting in the way of you doing things? Well, so with this one, it would be if you're extremely overweight and you feel like you're not heavy enough. And so you often buy extremely tight clothes and you're eating to gain weight to look healthier. Yeah, but who's that hurting? I mean, your health, maybe. Maybe. But I just don't... I think that it's still a dysmorphic disorder where you're, you're preoccupied with something that is not accurate. I think saying, well, this is the reverse because... Yeah, but I don't think it's a disorder because it's, if it's not impairing your life at yeah, I mean, all... I mean, it could be. If you're... If you're... If like... I was obese and I was so focused with thinking I'm too skinny. So I'm eating a lot of food and I'm a, I'm getting anxious mm-hmm. talking to other people. Maybe. It's not a something that's been studied in a way that we can actually call it, you know. Yeah, it's not its own problem. classification. But when, yeah. pe- when the BDD is of that nature, they often refer to it as like a reverse body oh. dysmorphic. It's not that they are seeing a flaw. It's that they are flawed and they're seeing it as being better. I don't like that. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I do work with a client who tells me all the time how beautiful she is. Oh, also some other uh, co-occurring problems. 38% of people with BDD also have a social phobia. Not really good research on what came first. So I can see it going both ways where one is if you're very anxious while you're out socially, you might slowly develop this fear of like, oh, they're going to look at this and you can start to kind of ruminate on it Mm -hmm. or vice versa. You can already have that rumination and it makes you anxious to be social. Well, the problem is, I think with a lot of this is like this exists. Like I know I have one eye that's smaller than the other. (laughs) I cannot stop looking at it now. (laughs) Um, One's like a beady eye. One's like a bird eye. and One's like a human eye. Mm -hmm. You've said that to me before. Yeah, it was in my vows. Stop looking at me with your bird eye. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you can you look at me with your other eye, please? <laughs> Do you turn your head? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have women, my good side and my bird side. All women have like one breast that's larger than the other. That's an area of focus, breasts and genitals. Yeah. Um, like Most not- men have one more droopier testy than the other. <laughs> but I mean, there, it's hard because there are realities that you're dealing with. It's just like how you make sense of those realities. Yeah. And how much you think it matters. Yeah. Also, skin picking is a really common co-occurring problem 26 to 45 percent of cases um, and other repetitive behaviors like hair pulling skin picking well also like i can see things like acne playing into that because acne is an area that is really problematic for especially teens Mm -hmm. which is when this usually starts right exactly so you might get into like zit picking zip pop and then zip pop and daddy (laughs) and um and then kind of move into more and more and more skin picking Yes. As you're trying to fix things. Well, that's also a good example of how trying to fix the problem makes it worse. Because again, like you're in your teens, you're having acne. And so I can also see a solution being to wear a lot of makeup, which could also cause more pore clogging, which can cause more skin problems, which can cause more makeup. And like you just develop right. over time this like skin skin condition because of it. So any thoughts on who that this impacts more, men or women? Women. It's actually- no men i it was a trick because i knew what you were gonna say it's equal (laughs) (laughs) you're wrong twice (laughs) but with men it it tends to overwhelmingly be a muscle dysmorphia i was gonna say that is a qualifier as well muscle dysmorphia is when the individual is preoccupied with the idea that his or her or their body build is too small or insufficiently muscular yeah, so that's a common one with guys. Another, another neurological factor, and we'll talk about this more with this like really rare form of body dysmorphic disorder, is like a mismapping within your brain of what is going on with your body. From like your brain mapping standpoint, you're feeling this specific way, but like your body 
looks at different. So like, what, so like I I feel like I get with this sometimes where like I was much heavier when I was younger. And so I still like will feel and oh, see like, oh, I'm heavier than I actually am because in my brain, that's still, like how I code it. And even when I'm in the mirror, I'm like, okay, I can like, I feel like I'm heavier. I'm like, I look this way mm. because like the feeling is so much stronger than w- what I'm seeing. So treatments. Yeah. How do we treat this? Cognitive behavioral therapy. Yep. So that's one of two. It's always the answer. Always the answer. So cognitive behavioral therapy with a heavy focus on exposure therapy mm-hmm. as well as cognitive challenging. And so it's it's trying to really ground yourself in what's the evidence that people can see this? What's the evidence against it? And how do I reframe the way I'm thinking about it? Mm-hmm. But also just exposing to looking at yourself, to, to touching and feeling the thing and like trying to reduce the anxiety around it or just anxiety around being social isn't there one where like a treatment where you stand against like if you have if you have like um weight body dysmorphia you like stand against the wall and they uh someone draws around your body so then you stand back and look at it it's like very different than what you thought it would be do you know what i'm saying yeah i can see that kind of like a chalk outline of a murder victim yeah that might be a cool like a behavioral strategy to be like all right this is what you actually look like this is how small or you are whatever there's a really cool and i wouldn't say it's specifically a body dysmorphic disorder but it's like in the range of body dysmorphia have you ever seen that dove commercial where like all yeah i don't know they get a like a police sketch artist to come in and they ask people to describe themselves Mm -hmm. and he's on the other side like behind a sheet so they can't see him so he's just drawing based on the description Mm. and then people who interact with that person are asked to, to describe that person. So maybe like oh, you cool. describing yourself and me describing you. Like creating some cognitive dissonance. Yes. And then they sh- they present the two drawings to everybody. And it, How it, is that a commercial about soap? It is about self-compassion. And because the other people see him as like, oh, they had a really bright smile. They had really nice eyes. But the person describing themselves was often like, one eye is smaller than the other. My breasts are lopsided. Mm. I have <laughs> I have bad breath. <laughs> really negative stuff. And so when they look at the two drawings, one's like really pretty and one has like stink lines around it. <laughs> no, but it's um but that's that's a good like like uh raising that cognitive dissonance of like this is how people see you, this is how you see yourself. Try to like mold with that. Also taking SSRIs. I was gonna say psychopharmacological. So there's a pretty high rate of recovery through proper treatment yeah 76 percent of people recover from bdd through a combination of ssris and cbt but i bet you know like with anything right like recover is a weird term within within a year would not meet criteria anymore right but that probably has to be revisited it's not like you can like just be like all right and then we're dealing with that again well there's actually a uh, there's an 18 percent rate of recurrence so af- yeah. over the next eight years i think in this study i was looking at less than a quarter of people would go back to meeting criteria for bdd um so yeah so there's i mean there's good hope for treatment and for therapy that's great so there's a really rare and extreme form of bdd that i want to tell you about because i think it's really interesting okay and i've actually had a patient that had this okay it is called apotemnophilia (laughs) easy for you to say hard for me to eat (laughs) do you know what it is apotemno a-p-o-t-e-m-n-o-p-h-i-l-i-a appetite yeah get keep going time related yep one more word scared of got it also known as amputee identity disorder oh i know this one so i know i do know this one ah that's cool the official term is body integrity identity disorder which is a type of bdd 
What do you know about it? What you know about that? I know that there's a researcher at UC San Diego that is a neuroscientist, neurologist. Because this is phantom limb syndrome, right? Nope. Phantom limb is when you are missing your limb, but you feel like you still have it. Okay, then I'm not, I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. So this is the opposite. This well, is, fuck me then. Okay. <laughs> Let's pause this real quick. So this is when you have the limb, but you want it gone. Oh, you want yeah, to get yeah, it amputated. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fantasy or a strong desire towards having a missing limb or getting a limb you have amputated. So with this very like strong form of BDD, uh, there's a, a feeling of disconnect between you and a specific part of your body. Yeah. And so this might be like, in very, very severe cases, this might be like, oh, I feel like everything below my leg, I can feel it, I can move it, but it doesn't feel like it's mine. It doesn't feel it like doesn't it belongs belong to me. me. Yeah. Um, I had a patient who had some knee pain, but also just had a strong desire to have his leg amputated because he felt like his life would just be better without the leg. But also it was a piece of this like identity over his past and wishing that things had turned out worse and getting an amputation. And so he didn't need it. He wasn't like mentally stable, but he actually eventually found a doctor to remove his leg. Yep. That seems like malpractice. Yep. Well, now he has a lot of complications around it too. But he doesn't talk to me anymore because I was trying to help him with his disorder. And he's like, help would just be cutting my leg off. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well, let's do that and see how it goes. Doesn't sound like a helpful therapist. Why wasn't? He doesn't come to me anymore. <laughs> so anyways, there's often a risk of people actually inflicting harm to themselves. Sure. Whether it's because they intentionally want to have that limb removed or because they just because they're like engaging in a fantasy play. So for a lot of people, it'll be like tying back a limb so it looks like they don't have it, but doing that enough where they're actually causing harm to themselves. Do you think that this is the category that eunuchs fall in? It might be. I don't know. I, I know that Dr. Patrick was talking to me about, it might've been eunuchs or it might've been this in general. I can't remember what the part was, but he said that people would put it on dry ice to cause like a lot of flesh damage and then be brought to the hospital and demand to be amputated. By it, you mean? I, I couldn't remember what it was. Because we, we were talking about the eunuch in Florida, the guy that got his testicles cut off. Mm-hmm. But we were also talking about this in general. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if he said it was a leg or testicles. I often get those confused. <laughs> but basically he said that these people, they would like inflict damage to themselves to basically push the hand of the doctor mm-hmm. to actually amputate. So the cause of this is a, a misfiring in the mapping of the brain where it's like laying out your body, the homunculus. Yeah, I was going to say. And so there's both a psychological and a neurological problem going on. So one of the biggest myths about this is that it's like a sex thing. It's like sexual in nature. Oh, I would never. So like when the guy became a eunuch, they thought like, oh, it's like a sex related. Like he wants, it's like a a kinky thing. But it's like the opposite. He's getting his testicles cut off. Like it's Mm -hmm. for like purity and this mental thing. So it's actually really rare that it's, it's motivated by sex. One famous person that struggles from this is a little man named Oliver Sacks. Oh, he does? Well, he did. He died. Uh, so he was attacked by a bull when he, while he was mountain climbing and he sustained damage to his leg. Mm. And so there was neurological damage that caused this feeling of disconnect. He was able to walk. He could feel his leg. He could move it. But he felt like it didn't belong to him. And he would actually request that doctors re- cut his leg off because... Did the drugs help him? I don't think so. I think it was just like an ongoing thing he was dealing mm. with. And so this being more rare and more severe it's not treated the same way as body dysmorphic disorder there's actually really no known treatment to alleviate this and by drugs i mean like hallucinogens oh maybe maybe he was able to hallucinate not having a leg and he felt better 
Mm-hmm. This predominantly affects males, and there's actually no known treatment for it. But interesting, people out there who have a desire to remove their limbs. Sounds like an area of further research. I know. We sh- <gasps> Ooh, thunder. Thunder. Is an ACDC song about to start? Wow. All right. Well, I guess that's our cue. That's God saying wrap it up, guys. Yeah. All right. Um, cool, it's about to storm. Yeah, so what's coming up in your life? Coming up, um, same, same shit, new day. Same day, new shit. It's just a lot of this until it ends. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Thanks for the uplifting message to our listeners. Uh, we love you all. If yeah, any, I love you guys. If you want to reach out, let us know how you're doing. Shoot us an email, rev.sitecast at gmail.com. Uh, or leave us a review. Let us know how things are going. Yeah, leave us a review. Share us. Yeah. Talk to your friends about us. Get them to listen. Yeah, expand your brain. I hate when podcasts do this to me, but I'm now doing it yep. because it's really important. Yep, they'll make us hypocrites. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. I love, love you. you. Bye. Bye. So that's our lives. That is our lives. Anything that you want to say else about... Oh, I would like to make a plug for... And I know... So Dr. Mike does all our editing and um, we have, we both have like four jobs right now. So, um, so we're lucky that we can get these out every week. We're lucky slash we work really hard. Um, But Dr. Mike does all the editing. So he's not just the... He's not just the funny guy on the podcast. He's also the editor. Also the workhorse. And um, I'm really grateful. Oh, I'd like you. to make a plug for maybe just taking out a little bit more rambling. Okay. If well, possible. Well, I'm going to take out the last 20 seconds of you rambling. 